3: Hello and welcome to the final flagship show of our sixth season, looking into the exciting happenings of Ipswich Town Football Club. My name is Mikey Penty Smith, and on the weekend that two Ipswich Town stalwarts made their last appearances for the club, I'm joined by two Blue Monday stalwarts. It's Joe Fares and David Diamond. How are you both? Pleased to see the back of that season.
4: Yeah, it's been a funny one, hasn't it? It's not been... I, I think the whole season being behind closed doors makes it instantly forgettable. And may, maybe it's a good thing we had such a poor season that the good times can return when the fans can return.
5: Yeah, I think I agree with that. I mean, yeah, thank, thankfully, there just won't ever be... A, well, I can't believe there will be... There will ever be a season like it. There will never be another season like it, will we? You know, every game... Well, every game bar two behind closed doors... Um and the whole general sort of apathy around the team in it. Well, uh, at one stage, um, yeah, uh, happy to see the back of it very much so, I think.
3: Hmm. And this is obviously speaking at the end of the season, but it, w- it would have been a waste of a good season, wouldn't it, gents? All that behind closed doors football, we only get one good season a decade, so why, why yeah, waste yeah. it? I, just, who knows? You just. Yeah. Who knows what effect that what effect that had? I mean,
5: some of the performances, especially at home, you know, you think of the Swindon game or one or two other games where you think that you almost wince at what the crowd's reaction would have been. To be fair, so yeah, and certainly some of those games towards the end of towards the end of Lambert's reign um, could have been painful with uh, with paying customers in there. To be yeah, to be frank, mm.
3: we will talk about the Fleetwood game shortly, but I think we'll probably spend more time in this podcast discussing the season. And the news this week in general over the next hour or so. So, undoubtedly, this week's headline regarded our new shirt sponsor for next season. Joe's in the Ed Sheeran themed Ipswich shirt from a couple of years ago. Obviously, the new sponsor, unless you've been living under a rock, you'll know, is international superstar singer Ed Sheeran. Dave, this is massive news for the club, isn't it? And a real coup. Just. Absolutely incredible. I mean, we all
5: know he's got a connection with the club. We've seen him there. He's a, you know, a town sort of, from what we understand, a pretty committed town fan. Um, Just huge. I mean, you know, he is a global, he is a global superstar. You know, arguably, the biggest, the biggest star on the probably well, perhaps not at the moment when he's touring, the biggest star on the on the planet probably. Um, Just incredible, and it's just going to raise the profile so much. Um, You know, globally. I mean, Christ knows what that will mean for shirt sales. Goodness goodness knows i just don't know but apparently i heard the guy from um, it wasn't the kieran it was another one of these um football finance guys speaking i think on TalkSport on might have been Thursday actually on thursday when the story broke and he said it was he thought that the deal league one would perhaps be anywhere approaching half a million perhaps so um yeah, I mean, in, in, <laughs> incredible. I mean, we always joked and laughed about, oh, why don't Ed and buy the club and, you know, things like that. But yeah, I mean, obviously the next um, the next best thing, absolutely incredible. And I heard Rosie Richardson, you know, the town sales and marketing, head of sales and marketing at town talking, also talking about it on Thursday. And I think the question was asked about, oh, surely this this must mean a Ed and you know, concert at Portman Road and it was a case of sort of watch this space so you would think that would be imminent but no absolutely absolutely huge and you can tell how huge it is it just caught caught fire with the national press and was all over social media wasn't it
3: it was indeed yeah I mean everyone that I spoke to this week brought it up like it, yeah me too a couple a couple yeah. of Portsmouth fans having a dig at me saying it was tin pot but Joe what how would, How do you argue against that because not everyone likes Ed Sheeran's music but how can you explain to me what's tinpot about being sponsored <laughs> by a, by a millionaire a super pop? fan? Yeah, band. no,
4: I, I don't get it. There's the sort of people saying it's tin pot. Are people who have previously in the past been sponsored by Leo Vegas and companies like that, which sort of scream tinpot pot as magical Vegas did in my, yeah. in my view. And, and also it's, it's putting aside the sort of gambling, gambling shirt sponsors that I know alcohol's banned. It's, it's only a matter of time before gambling is banned from the front of shirts. And, I'm personally glad that as a football club we've gone away from that because I, I never felt comfortable with it. Not in a sort of I'm going to boycott this or boycott that, but I, I didn't I didn't like having that as a sponsor. No. So I'm glad that I, saw, I think I think it's really good. It's been massive news, as you all said. It's sort of picked up from there. I sort of got into my car and I was they were talking about it on the radio, and suddenly I realised I was listening to Radio Two and not Radio Suffolk. And <laughs> yeah. it's just yeah. it was everywhere. Every language in the world there was sort of stories about, and it's just it's massive. And he's. I say he's shown he's a real, he's committed to Suffolk as well as he, and it's it's just a just a, a really a really good thing for him to do, and a really good sort of thing for the club. And I'm sure Adidas are pleased that they're going to be able to tie themselves up with Ed Sheeran on on the shirts, and the football club is pleased, and we, we will sell more shirts because of it. It's a it's a total fact. There's, there's there's no denying that. It's just how many, and if we can couple it with a good season, and he presumably is going back on tour, judging by what's on there then yes it's, it's it's brilliant, and like I say, with the American ownership they they generally the American owners have really switched on on the commercial side of things and and will sweat the assets so much on that, yeah, it all seems to feel like it's coming together in one way or another, doesn't it yeah I mean, he it's... is
5: he he is absolutely huge in the states as well, isn't he I mean massive mm. I mean he's a global you know,
3: but does feel like good timing? really big it? in the states no. Oh.
4: Yeah, well, yeah. I, was, I was looking at some of the sort of stats, and I think in the top, like in the, in the 2010s, the decade, in the UK, the top eight albums, three of them were Ed Sheeran albums, and three were yeah. Adele albums. So six out of the top eight were Adele and Ed Sheeran. Yeah. In America, he's sort of like the 25th and the 50th best selling album of the decade. But interestingly, yeah. Susan Boyle is in there. It's like the 28th best selling album in, in America for the it's decade 2010, 2020. Yeah. She's re-
3: really popular over there, isn't she? Yeah. It's
4: weird. I just saw it on there. I was like, what the? It's <laughs> going on there. But uh, apologies to any Susan Boyle fans listening to the pod. Oh, I'm sure I'm sure there's many. <laughs> so, the, this, of course,
3: this, of course, isn't the first time that we've talked about um, an exciting new sponsorship on Blue Monday this year. Um, because, of course, we, we had our, uh, our own exciting reveal a few weeks ago with Favourite Chicken and Ribs sponsoring our flagship shows um, until the end of this season. And our Ipswich-based listeners can still enjoy a 20% discount by entering BM20 at the checkout page online. Just visit www.chicken-ipswich.co.uk or check out their Facebook page, which is www.facebook.com forward slash favourite Ipswich delivery. That's favourite without a U. And one man who is no spring chicken is Stephen Ward. And after 29 league appearances this season, we learned that he wouldn't be offered a new deal.
4: Not really a surprise, this one, was it, Joe? No, and I think even when he signed the contract, I think probably everyone was expecting him to effectively be one and done really with it, wasn't it? It's interesting that there was a... Sort of clause in there that if you started 30 games, you'd get another one because that's not actually a huge amount of games in this league, is it? It's only two thirds of the games that you need to start. And I say, if I say, we we, we didn't want him here next year, he he it, I don't think he was the right fullback for the system Lambert wanted to play, but he's certainly not the right fullback for the system that Paul Cook wants to play. And I think he did it, he started, he started okay, but I think he just struggled with the saturday tuesday saturday tuesday relentlessness of of this league which because he'd been in the premier league for so long he's probably not used to playing that many midweek games
3: yeah Uh, dave it's probably one that won't go down as an awful signing will it just just somebody who we saw when he was way past his best yeah very much so i think as joe said i think he started the season
5: really quite well as as well as the team did um (laughs) And um yeah, I think Joe's right, that sort of you know, the whole Saturday, Tuesday, the relentless um, you know, game games amount of games in the and League One just really, really the slog of that his League One just caught caught up with him in the end, really. Um yeah, and it was interesting that you said that because yeah, he had the obviously had the same sort of trigger that um that a similar sort of trigger that Alan Judge Alan Judge had. So that mm-hmm. twenty nine game once he reached that twenty nine game at um Another game and it was a you know um, another season. So yeah, um, look at the time, half decent signing. But yeah, as Joe said, certainly not the fullback that um, not the fullback that Cook would want in his um, in his setup.
4: Indeed. Yeah, I, I'm sh- I'm sure. Um... I wonder if there's anything in Teddy Bishop's sort of contract on that side of it with the amount of games he's played. I was just having to check on that. But um, but back to, back to Ward, I'm sure he's been a good influence around the camp as well. Yeah. There was talk that even the Shrewsbury game where he couldn't play, couldn't be involved, he still travelled with the team down there. You could see yeah. him on the pitch before the game today speaking to the opposite team. You don't, you don't have a career like he's had without being, firstly, a good pro, secondly, a, a good player, most importantly, and thirdly, a good person because people just don't put up with put up with you, no. if, you, if, you no. if you're not all three of those things so mm-hmm. I'm sure he's been a net positive as a signing even if it on the pitch he did sort of slide back a bit
3: yeah and he and he definitely got himself fit going into the new season because at, at the start of the year he was getting up and down well it's just a case of oh. age caught up with him and his legs legs just couldn't quite hack the Saturday mm-hmm. Tuesdays as, as you yeah. said Joe so it's this interestingly, one is
4: just quickly on Teddy Bishop I just had a just had a look at that interestingly he's um started 29 games. He hasn't started the last two. So I wonder whether <laughs> the, there was an, there's an element in... They're normally in his, appearances, his, though, aren't they? No, it was starts, because they said about Alan Judge uh, it was starts. So. Yeah, starts, isn't it? The, yeah, the fact he's at 28, 29 starts this season is... Jury's uh, out. How, how many
3: starts well, did Guion Edwards get?
4: Um, I don't think we've got an option on Guion Edwards, have we? Okay. I think we, we'd already no, taken I mean, the option on him. But, yeah, so he was – So let me just try and find a bit. Yeah, I, I, I think he do, he doesn't have an option. So, it, it does seem strange that Bishop was dropped for the last two games of the season, which mm. put on the bench, which has left him just short of that number. So, maybe Cook didn't want to tie himself down to anyone and just sort of push it on. But Edwards is – yeah, again, 29 starts today.
3: Okay. Yeah, that is, apparently that is Keenum, interesting. Apparently, Keenan
5: Bennett's was 10 starts and we've got to sign him. Was he yeah.
0: just nine? <laughs> Sorry, we'll it, we'll it, get on to Keenan Bennett's Dave. You, I'll,
5: you, I'll take that one back. Sorry.
3: Sorry, Keenan. So, Ke- Ke- Keenan Bennett's, um you wouldn't call him a dead ball specialist, would you, Dave? Not like Martin Waghorn, who uh-huh. on Wednesday was linked with a move back to Ipswich. Yeah, but then he obviously think... went on and oh. scored two, two goals oh. for Derby on the final day as they stayed up. That's uh, incredible. This, yeah, he nearly... He
5: he nearly knocked himself unconscious, missing such an easy chance early on, and then, um, mm. yeah, yeah, he um, sort of turned the game, turned the game for. That
4: so that's probably a little
5: bit
3: redundant. Great penalty, yeah, great penalty, Cl- clutch penalty, absolute great penalty, yeah, indeed, a good, a good header as well. So this this one is yeah. probably redundant now, Joe, um, but we would welcome him back with open arms, wouldn't we? God. Not just as a footballer, but also as a character as well. Joe's <laughs> so, struggling there thanks for muting there Joe yeah, like, <laughs> coughing your guts up <laughs> oh. I'll go to you Dave what uh, was Martin the question Wag- Martin Waghorn uh, we would welcome him back with open arms oh my goodness me. yeah
5: you know in league one crikey yeah still a good player oh, always liked him I know um I know he was terrible that day for the set plays at, at Norwich, albeit by the corner that we scored from. But anyway, we'll go and go over that. Um, Every he, um, podcast. <laughs> never miss a trick. Ben would, Ben would be disappoint in me if I didn't say it to be yeah. fair. He, um, no, we'd rip up league one. Now I think he's probably out of, out of our reach. And I mean, you wouldn't be surprised. I mean, look at the, you know look again you know look at the passion he showed he showed there when he went up oh, my goodness me he was like coaching coaching from the sidelines and stuff so yeah you would think um yes he's out of contract but now derby confirmed in the championship you would think that um he would certainly get some more um uh, another offer from there i would have thought
3: yeah i i i think he might be wrong or other though. offers even yeah yeah he Especially and after. Also, those...
4: have, having been at Derby for three years, you are based in the Midlands where there are probably a dozen clubs within. A, yeah. In a position where you don't even need to move house to move to, isn't it, there? Which is, yeah. he seemed, when he came here, he was only here for a year, but he got so settled so quickly that you'd imagine that he's done the same in Derby. He's probably just that sort of guy, him and his wife are, that sort of people are, um, of course. That, that just settle down quickly in places. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Okay, so but if he did come back, he won't be coached by Matt Gill, who after surviving Paul Lambert's exit, <laughs> left the club yeah. on Friday. He certainly seemed to have the respect of the players, didn't he, Dave? Um and he, he did, did a decent, decent job when he took over the reins on a temporary basis as well. He did, I think it was well liked, but you know, you, you put yourself in his
5: position, he could probably see the writing on the wall, new manager comes in with new ideas and obviously once his um wants his team once once his team around him. Um you know, he's quite. You'd think he would bounce back and pick. You know, he's quite well qualified. I know you'd think he would bounce back and um, you know, and pick up somewhere somewhere else. You know, and again, comes across as a, a really decent guy as well. So, yeah, good good luck to him. Hopefully, um, you yeah, know, hopefully, um, he won't be out for long.
4: Yes, I think even Brenner mentioned on the commentary today that he's someone that had been a sort of pleasure to deal with for the yeah those guys on that it's- side of things, which I know that wasn't exactly what Brennan was saying about Paul Lambert at the time when he left. So it's um, what you <laughs> no. see from there. But I'd, I'd heard that Walker and Gill were on one-year rolling contracts, so uh, we had okay. to pay them till the summer anyway. But the fact that um, the fact that he was kept here all the way up until the very last game, where Jimmy Walker left quite a way before there, shows that he was obviously still offering a lot of value to Paul Cook as well, and I'm sure he did himself a lot of favours on that side of things.
3: Yeah. Good stuff. Good for him. And we wish him well in the future. So we also found out our supporters player of the year on Friday. (laughs) Exciting, wasn't it? With James Wilson after 18 appearances being crowned Ipswich supporters player of the year. Dave, do you want to throw some names out there of players that have won it in the past? (laughs) Limey. Um
5: Crikey, I mean I go back go back to the to the glory days. So, you know, the likes of Kevin Beatty's he's won it, I'm sure and Hunt, you know, going 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 way back. Um, well, um with
4: 36 goals in 1981 and still didn't win it. That's that a
5: very good point. Paul Cooper won. I, just, I thought he almost Paul Cooper got the sympathy, the sort of like the only non-international sympathy vote there, I think. Um you're right. you, you are right. So yeah, I mean it was just such a such a unique season, hasn't it? I mean, I was struggling. I would you know, when you guys were speaking about it last week, I was struggling to think, Well, really, all right. So you think about Diselle, okay, he's played forty one games, forty odd games, but has he done enough to be player of the year, hasn't scored a goal for Christ's sake, as he create you know, what's his assist like? Probably not that many considering he's played forty odd games, so he probably wouldn't get it. Um yeah, but he scored two goals from centre half, which up to up until today was was more than any of our forwards, other than Norwood, wasn't it? So, <laughs> on that note, he probably uh, he probably deserves it. Wasn't quite sure about the runner up though. I must admit, I wasn't quite sure with that choice.
4: Holy, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, uh,
5: Holi, and also, Holi. and also. And also on that note, did you see that Bart won it again for Millwall? It was like, <laughs> yeah, he's won it five times—four and
3: five, isn't it, Joe? Five
5: and five and six, isn't it? Five and six. Oh, wow! Oh, he's just <laughs> just incredible. Just picks him up, doesn't he? So, um, yeah.
4: cheers, Paul Hurst. <laughs> yeah, one and
5: one and Hurst. Cheers for swapping Martin Wakehorn for Caden Jackson. Um, yeah. <laughs> It was, uh, yeah, probably you know Wilson. He, and he, and look, when he when he played, I thought he was solid and um, you know and did really well. I I personally perhaps would have actually gone for Nsiala,
3: perhaps as, as yeah, that is know, that is who I out. voted for. Yeah, um, yeah. Just simply because he is solid enough. He was he was probably the only one one of the only players this year who actually exceeded expectations. Yeah, yeah but that, um, those that's, expectations that's, to exceed weren't very, high, they were. They yeah, were that, is that is true. Uh, that is maybe a bit of a um backhanded compliment for Toto Enciallo there but I thought he, he was, Clubman he of was the decent. Year. Clubman yeah, of the year. and he, yeah.
5: was, and he said about Toto so, oh, there was always questions you know and sort of back end of the Lambert and um, rain and even going you know these games under, under Cook question the player's commitment. I don't think you'd ever question his commitment No, <laughs> for goodness sake you know so just by that alone probably you would uh, ought to, ought to sort of perhaps him, got him some votes but yeah, a very average season, and yeah, and no really, su- no great surprise for the player of this season. Really, you'd have thought with another perhaps ten games under his belt, Norwood would have scored
3: probably at least five more goals, and it'd, it'd probably been a shoe in for it, wouldn't he? Yeah, maybe. Although I'm not sure how popular he is with 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 the fan base, though. Oh, there you go. Yeah, good point. F- yeah. Future future Junior Blues captain Thomas <laughs> Holy was is always going to feature fairly highly up in the popularity contests, I guess good point. Um, so we we've already spoken about how we we've heard about Ipswich in the national press and uh, on BBC News on Radio 2. I even heard about Ed Shear at Ipswich on on BBC Radio 6, but it, things got even more exciting for Ipswich this morning. We we're, we're recording on Sunday when esteemed sun journalist Alan Nixon tweeted that Paul Cook wants Ian Craney from Wigan He's been a kit man, but seen as a coach. Franny Jeffers may also join. Keen to sign Dundee United keeper, C Ergrist and Dale at Crew. So I did a little bit of researching there. I obviously knew that Jeffers was a scouser. Craney's a scouser. Dale plays at Crew and he's from Warrington. So, I mean, he's pretty much a scouser as well. Seagrist is actually Swiss. Um, but yeah, the, the scouser. He, lo- he loves the
4: Beatles though.
3: yeah he loves the Beatles um is it it, I mean I don't know how much we can trust what we're what we're reading there Joe but would you be perhaps disappointed to see what at least one of those names coming in do you think I just I'm talking about the 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 coach here so yeah from what what I
4: can see those coaches don't have any caliber in coaching mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm not I don't I'm not one that believes coaching badges are the be-all and end-all, but ultimately, I don't think Gary Roberts has got his badges yet. He's doing them this summer. Francis Jeffers has got no senior coaching experience. I think he's been with Everton under 23s. The other guy's a kit man. Like I say get get some proper get some proper qualified coaches in who have worked at the highest level. I know there's been links with John McGreal, Whether whether that's going to happen, scouser. I think it, I think it's less likely to happen. But yeah, another scout. But he's a, he's at least somebody who has managed first teams yeah. as as dealt with senior players on a weekly yeah. basis. I'd say I'd, I'd rather see Kieran Dyer have the job than Francis Jeffers. Ultimately, Dyer's in the club. He's He knows what it's about and he's more qualified than Jeffers, both as a coach and as a player previously. say so I, I, I'm, I'm not a massive fan so far of the makeup of the backroom teams. So I'd I, I just like to see some... I say especially when you look at sort of Mark Ashton coming in and the sort of Andy rolls, these are real high performing people that have got good good solid CVs, footballing CVs under their belts. And you can't just do that in one side of the club and let the other side be a jobs for the boys sort of type situation. Yeah, I think
5: you're right. I think um, yeah, I think you know, if you are going to bring in a scouser, bring in an experienced scouser,
3: so probably Jimmy Tarbuck probably get my vote. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. So I was I was just going to come to you, though, Dave. Do you think raiding crew Alexandra is possibly a, a, a good idea? Uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I quite liked um, – I like the other guy. I like Charlie Kirk. Charlie Kirk. Yeah, I really mm. liked
5: him. Um, I'll tell you what else I liked. I quite like the look at that um, – the right-sided
3: player for Shrewsbury. Whaley? Miss... Wally, Whaley? Oh, Whaley, yeah. Whaley, Whaley's yeah. Really. quite an experienced, quite he's, he's an experienced a, he's player. He's out of
4: contract, but he's – I just – Saw on Twitter about an hour ago, randomly, that he's confirmed he'll be going back to Shrewsbury next year. I think yeah. he's played like oh, three hundred okay. odd games for them. Yeah, he's, he's been there, be, there a long he's time. He's going to be re, re-signing for them.
3: It really, Dave, you might really you might broke. remember the Shrewsbury game from early last season where we won, and Benjamin Bloom p- pointed out that we were absolutely dreadful in the first half and we were. Oh three. yeah, well, yeah, that, that three nil. He, he yeah, was yeah. the he was the player the that got, got sent, off. sent off for Shrewsbury.
5: Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. and he was yeah. good. He
3: was good in that game as well. <laughs> was really. He I mean, they off. were they were really good.
5: That they mm. were really good. That t- I quite like. Um, Norburn as well. I thought he he looked quite useful. Look, there's been another. There's been a number of players in League One that certainly caught my eye. I mean, I know that that Lee. Uh, was it Lee Evans a Wigger. Now I know he's yeah. out of contract. He look, he looked quite a solid. The sort of player you think, yeah, you could sort of build a team, build a team around here. So there has been and and obviously the the forward at, the forward at wimbledon who you know probably it, um, will probably yeah. you think move up to the championship I don't, I don't know but um yeah so there are some i think there are some pickings to be had in in league in league 1 if that's where we're going to be um if that's yeah. where that, we're
4: going to be casting the net owen dale scored 11 goals for crew this season so it's not a not a brilliant record but it's not an awful record for a young striker It's 22 it's sort of mm. one I, I, sort of speaking to some people who know about the EFL and they seem to think he is one that could go sort of all the way effectively that if you, I think he's got a release clause, apparently sort of in the region of 650 000 to 700,000. And that scene is quite cheap for him. So okay. i say it might be, it probably is worth one, one worth pursuing, you know, they're going to be good footballers coming from crew because that's, they play lovely football and they create good footballers up there. Don't they?
5: They do personally. The best player I've seen is the, is the lad from Oxford, um, Barker, Ben an outstanding player, absolutely outstanding player. Yeah, I thought he was he was about the best I've seen, I've seen this year. Really, really good.
3: Joe, who do you say is the best best you saw this season?
4: Hard to think. about Men, um, X Men City, you know. I think. Yeah. Um, well, I thought Clark Harris. I've seen a lot of it. Pete I was going to say and I thought their centre yeah. midfield that Jack Taylor in the centre midfield for them, I thought was very good as well. Mm. Yeah. Right, yeah,
3: so, so let's... Yeah, go on. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> no, sorry, Dave. I was about to. I was about to move on to Sunday's game against Fleetwood, but oh. if, if, if you were gonna go on. No, pick, no, pick no I just saw it. Yeah.
5: You no, know, well, on the subject of Peter, we'd probably get to them. I see they scored another four today, so I think they ended the season with eighty-three, eighty-three goals. So roughly, just a forty more than
3: us. <laughs> yeah, almost double. <laughs> almost, almost. Wow. Yeah, and scary. we were up there with them for so long as well. Oh. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, but there we are. So yeah, into into the last game of the season, and in the lineup was Luke Chambers for the injured Kane Vincent Young. So Chambers given the opportunity to captain the side in his final ever game, which was nice, albeit with no fans in the ground, etc. So I will just quickly run through the lineup. So it was Di Cornell. To, we just
4: have to presume it's his final ever game because it's not nothing official has been announced on that yet. So
3: no, but. Yes. I I say it's firmly in the mm-hmm. presumption rather than assumption, yeah. isn't it, Joe? Mm-hmm. Um, so Cornell was in goal, Chambers right back, Wolfen and McGuinness. the Chuckle brothers at centre back, Kenlock left back, mm-hmm. Dazell and Downs, uh, central midfield, Guion Edwards on the left, Dobber on the right, Troy Parrott in bet- Troy Parrott in behind James Norwood. Before we go into the game, I think it's only right that we pay tribute to the captain. Dave, who we expect to be leaving the club. He's been a mainstay in the side for nine seasons. It's up for debate whether you call him a legend or not, but he's been an incredible servant for the club and a fantastic ambassador as well. He's been a credit to himself. He's given us some fantastic memories over the years as well, hasn't he?
5: Just an outstanding professional.
3: Absolutely outstanding
5: professional, you know, and it's not just, you know, on the pitch and, and you know, his performances on the pitch, you know, off the pitch as well, you know, it's well documented what he's done with the academy, you know, lads, you know, he's, you know, put academy lads up in his annex and his house and um, just, just, just an absolutely outstanding professional, you know, you hear things that, you know, when they come back every season, they come back for pre-season training, he's always up there in the fitness tests in the bleep test, he's always either top or, or near the top, great Great pro. Um, I think it's just unfortunate that, you know, he's played, what, 400, whatever, how many games he's played um, in an in an era where there's just been very, very minimal success. That's not down. That's not entirely, well, not entirely at all. It's not all down to him. That's not down to him. Um, it's just unfortunate that perhaps he'll be remembered more for, you know, perhaps the, the rather barren period in which he, which he played in. But one, again, you can't question his commitment and the ultimate, ultimate professional and yeah you know approaching 400 games or whatever he's played just a fantastic servant to Ipswich Town.
3: Indeed and we everybody knows how you feel about the captain Joe but do you think he's as we believe is the case unfortunate to not be offered anything by the club or do you think it might just be a case that he was only interested in a playing contract and that wasn't going to be offered?
4: yeah I, I, I think he could quite easily have had another year i think even today he showed with his performance that he's more than capable at this level yeah, still but it's 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 understandable because i i i think the problem is when you're as big a sort of character and personality as he is sometimes that can get you an extra year at a club when maybe you don't deserve it, but also that can probably mean you leave a year earlier than you deserve to sometimes in other situations and he's Probably unlucky that he's fallen into the latter category. But I thought both on him and I know we haven't sort of mentioned Cole Skuse yet, but I thought Mick Mills was very good on Radio Suffolk postmatch, yes, speaking about yeah. those two, saying how they've sort of yep. just been a credit to the club. They've both been very good footballers, they've both put themselves out. You won't find anyone inside the club who's got a bad word to say about either of them from hmm. sort of anyone who's ever worked with them at any point at the club, they all can't sing their praises can't sing their praises highly enough. And I think they're the things that matter. And how when, sorry, when Joe, How many times
3: have they played through the pain barrier as well? Well, just like
4: Chambers, especially. Like there was a time when he—I remember—he sort of broke his ribs during a game and stayed on and was playing, mm-hmm. playing with broken ribs for two or three mm-hmm. games. And like how how you do that as as a centre half as well when you're in a physical battle against people? It's just mm-hmm. these are the sort of people. Like the number one ability sometimes is availability, and that is something that Luke Chambers mm-hmm. has always shown. For, and Cole Seuss had done up until probably 18 months ago as well, but they've he's just struggled to get back from sort of minor injuries, but like I say reliable, and I'm sure there's times that they've played where probably 90% of other players at this club wouldn't have put their body on the line for it, and it's just, like I say they're a credit, credit to themselves, both of them.
5: And, and I think just to reiterate, well, again, a point that Mill's made, you know, not to re- you taken lightly that, you know, certainly in recent seasons, a lot of those appearances have been
4: at a position at right back. Mm. Yeah. And this is Mick Mills, somebody who played 750 oh. games trips, which another 100 odd for Southampton, captained England at the World Cup, led it, switched yeah, to their finest honours. And for him to give them that sort of, to, for him to set, set, say that about them is a real sort of feathering their cap and something that they should be proud of. And I think Definitely, it was interesting Mills talking about how the ending in football is never what you want it to be. And I know right. Chambers is sort of, he did, he did actually get to lead the team out one last time today. I'm sure you'll probably, well, Dave will know more about this than us, but Mick Mills has effectively pushed out the door after all he did for the yeah, club. He? he was,
5: I mean, shocker. Yeah. I mean, well, you said yourself, he we went on to play more you know, hundred more games for, um, you know, a hundred more games of Southampton. It was quite weird. I mean, you know, Mills, basically left town, um, what, in the autumn, of, I think, of 1982 for Southampton. Um, just probably just ironically, as he'd just been out, found out by from Bobby Robson that his England career was over. You know, he captained England in the World Cup months before. Um, Robson had taken over the England team and um, promptly sort of dispatch you know, told Mills that, sorry, you know, your England is over. So it was a bit of a double whammy for him back in the day. But, yeah, I mean, I can remember the fans being... Up in arms as such, but yeah, real, real surprise that, you know, Mick Mills, Christ, everyone thought he'd just see his career out, you know, with Ipswich, so mm-hmm. the ultimate one club man. But yeah, um, and as Joe to said, went on to play for Southampton, I think Southampton probably had runners up, you know, certainly top four finish when he was certainly still a regular there. But he he had it spot on. He said it's as Joe said. He said it was never it's never nice. You know, it, it will never finish the way you you want it to finish. And I think yeah, it was a bit of
4: personal experience coming out there. I think. Unless you're John Terry and you get to be substituted <laughs> off in the twenty sixth minute <laughs> of your final appearance, yes.
5: oh, there is that. Sorry, yeah, with a goal, both teams stop and give you a guard of honor. Yeah, I forgot about that. Good Did point. You substituted
4: support. Chambers off in the fourth minute today. We're already <laughs> one <one-nil> 0 up.
3: <laughs> Brilliant. Can I can I push you push you both for a Luke Chambers highlight? Or is it difficult to do that because it was
4: such, he was there for such a long time? I've, I've, I think for me, it's not so much his contributions but just that that whole 2014-15 season especially yeah. the probably the fist pumps from Luke Chambers in the oh. when we had those, that brilliant run of games in London the sort of Charlton mm. win the Brentford win the Millwall win the Fulham win the Watford win those five away days and I remember the sort of Charlton game where Noel Hunter scored that late late winner and He's... the whole crowd and the same as Watford and we both yeah. scored those late winners and just him, the spirit he sort of engendered in the dressing room at that point, mm. sort of especially sort of with Noel Hunt, the where the one effing Chambers chant yeah. came from. He, sort of he was over awesome there.
3: that day as well, Joe. He was man mm. of the match that day, Luke Chambers. Uh, he it was one of the few games where I think he did actually play centre back that season, mm. and he was brilliant. Like just absolutely mm. bossed it at the back that day. He was a he was a he was a very good centre back on his day. Yeah.
4: And some, some late winners, maybe a QPR on Bob. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
3: uh, Wednesday at home. Um a big one against Doncaster where we just missed out on the playoffs that year. He popped yeah. up with an important goal there. And then obviously there was the probably our goal of the season from this year away at Blackpool as well. Yep.
4: yep. Third place Blackpool.
3: Lovely stuff. <laughs> yeah, third place Blackpool indeed. How on earth? 37, did
5: that 37 goals they conceded in the whisk. We scored six of those. It's unbelievable. <laughs> what is this? Literally, can we play you every week? My God. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah.
1: Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first.
2: ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.
0: Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely.
3: Order now on the McDonald's app at participating restaurants. 18 plus serving times, delivery fee in terms apply. See McDonald's.com. So we're not going to go into too much detail on this match as it was a bit of a dead rubber for both teams, but it was a nice open game, and we found ourselves 3-0 up at half time, Dave, with Dobra again impressing. Yeah, yeah, Dobra was Dobra was very good first
5: half. I mean, he set he obviously set that first goal up where he um it was quite a really sort of Brought it in from the touchline, didn't it? it? Looked like some or some wide right, and looked like it sort of almost overrun it and sort of lost control. And when you look at that goal back, I think he sort of had. He gets a tiny bit lucky. I think the challenge comes in, and he almost sort of deflects it to um to Norwood. But yeah, he looked very lively. I mean, he looked lively. He looked lively um, against Shrewsbury, didn't he? And he's certainly of the last few games. Certainly, I think under the under the sort of like the the fourteen or fifteen whatever reign of game reign of cool. You know, towards the end of that, he's been a real positive, hasn't he? just needs a
3: goal really mm. indeed James Norwood scored as well Joe how big is the next couple of months for James Norwood and Ipswich Town for that matter
4: huge isn't it huge for Norwood and I'd like say he's shown this season he's basically I think if, if you look at the I sent some stats around on the Blue Monday chat the other weekend it's goals per minute he's up there sort of top five in the division shots on target per minute. He's up there in the top five on the division. And he is just, he's just someone that creates chances and scores goals, whether, whether by his movement is running his individual. Yeah. He misses chances, but he, he scores goals. And if we'd have got 10 more games out of James Norwood this season, and five more goals, that would probably be the difference between us being yeah. sitting here talking about who we're playing in the playoffs or sitting here in ninth place. Cause like I say as bad as the season was, what do we end up five points off the playoffs, two wins, nothing is it yeah no nothing
3: at all very frustrating to look back on Gwion Edwards also on the score sheet Dave um he then went off injured quite early on as well with Keenan and Bennett's coming on for him so he's one of the players who maybe has half a chance of getting a new deal first of all what would you do if you were Paul Cook and secondly what do you think Paul Cook will do with Gwion Edwards I think Craig in our in our in our group
5: you know our, our fellow presenter Craig is spot on and I totally agree. I mean he is probably the most infuriating player out of the lot because to me I think Gwion Edwards okay lightweight but he's fast. He's when you know when he's on it he's really on it and really really good. He started today okay meaningless game. He started today really well and typical of our season sods law you get someone who's up for it and you think oh you know scores a good goal and you know five minutes later limps off with what whatever injury he's got but. Uh, he's a he's a he's a conundrum. I mean, I think I'd give I'd I'd give Edwards another another season. I think he's just he's just a conundrum, isn't he? I just you just don't know, you just don't know what you're going to get with him. But yeah, very 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 frustrating. But uh, I mean, what was, was his sixth goal of the season? Where, again, I don't think he'd scored since since October. So yeah, I'd, I'd I'd be inclined to perhaps give him
3: give him another year
5: out of any okay. of them. You won't say out of any of them, yeah. He's he's
3: one I perhaps would chance another year. Well, um, while what, we're here, what, I'll probably throw Teddy Bishop in as well, Joe. What, what...
4: Yeah, I, I I do like Bishop. He's he's definitely got something that that sort of un, uncoachable trait of being able to just beat people at will in in sort of tight yeah. conditions. And I think he's he's had sort of some ups and downs, but overall, I'd say he's had a good season. The fact he's managed to get thirty odd games under his belt. After, I don't think anyone would have expected that from him with the injury troubles he's had. And he's got himself fit. and He's kept himself fit for long periods. And he, so He's a player that I, if if he gets going right, he's going to be one of the best players in the division. But it's whether Cook thinks he can get that out of him because yeah. we don't know. But I'd, I'd, I'd definitely be trying to keep Teddy Bishop around. Edwards... It, I think I personally my my view on what would happen with Edwards is I think we'll try and offer him something, but I think he'll turn it down and go elsewhere because I think it just this move just hasn't worked out for him. He's he's done okay here, but I I think he's he's a player that would benefit from having a fresh start, and I think he probably, yeah, probably is more point. is aware of that more than we are or fans are, and I think he he probably wants to get out and have a fresh start and try try something different, whatever we want to do with him.
3: Quite possibly. And he's probably one, Dave, that we wouldn't be that surprised if we saw him go and be a success elsewhere in League One.
5: No, no, not at all. Um, and I think I'd certainly agree with you uh, about Bishop. I mean, Bishop is another one that started the season really well. I mean, he's not, not known, for, well, he hasn't really played, has he? But not known for his goal scoring, but scored, what, four or five sort of really early on, probably before the end of September, September, October. Um, and look, we all know his potential and he's had horrific injuries, for goodness sake, over the last, what, well, four or five since that 14, 15 sort of breakthrough season so yeah and you can see he's still got it in times you know he's got that ability when there's certainly no one else in our squad from centre midfield to like drop his shoulder and drive forward and we've we've seen it a few times um what we have seen also him in doing that and you know cynic cynically sort of brought down in you know in league one we we have seen that the physicality of league one but um yeah you know it's good to see that generally he's kept generally he's kept fit um
3: yeah 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 i'd like to see him there next season for sure yeah I just wish he had a shot on him, Dave, but you don't necessarily need to have a shot on you to be a successful central midfielder. As Cole Skews has proved during his time at Ipswich, this was probably his final appearance as well. He came on late on as a second half sub. How do you sum up his time at the club, Dave, starting with you? Again,
5: very similar to Chambers. I mean, an absolute model pro barely, barely misses a game, barely scores a goal, but let's put that, put that to one side. Um, you know, barely misses a game, being a fantastic, you know, a fantastic servant to the club. And I think, in some respects, unappreciated, you know, that role, he, that sort of role he did, that central midfield role. You know, there were you know, certain seasons, certain games you think are Cole skews and you look back and think, you know, who played well with Dan. It, it Back then it always was, sort of Cole skews is always seven out of ten, eight out of ten. And he could play, you know, he could get the ball down, he could ping passes, absolutely, yeah. Every, everywhere, you know, short, long, you know. He had in him, maybe not... Half. Half turn as well, didn't he? Yeah, absolutely. He? No, look, he could, he could, you know, again, like a bit like Chambers, you know, you don't play so so many games at, at that level. You know, think of all the games he played at championship level for Bristol City before he even came here. So you don't play that many games at that level without, without having something about. It. And, 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 and he could play, and again, great servant to the club and a nice, you know, nice gesture that he's got some game time over the last few weeks and also, you know, which... Again, if we think is is his final game today. Nice that, he, nice that he got on, and again, just a shame that you know the crowd aren't there to see the likes. If it is the likes of Chambers and him, you know him leave really.
3: Yeah, totally agree, Joe. Do you think he'll, he might end up doing a Mickey Stockwell popping up at Colchester?
4: <laughs> yeah, it sounds. Like, I know. Um, I think they're good friends with Wayne Brown and who is sort of involved there, and he was watching the game with Wayne Brown last week, so it, it wouldn't surprise me, but he's a very sort of intelligent chap, and he's already sort of got a job at St. Joe's, working there, and he's mm. been yeah. coaching like in the academy, coaching Woodbridge Town. He's, he's someone, I don't think he's someone that you need to worry about what they're going to be doing in the future, because I'm sure he's got it planned out down to a T, and we'll be working on it, but yeah, just sort of to echo what Dave said, he's been a sort of manager's dream of a player for the sort of time he's been here, always willing to Put in the do the dirty work and do what's required to to make the team function better. At, sort of, sort of in a in a very selfless role. And it's just a shame that the sort of team has stopped functioning at certain times when he's been here because he's the sort of player that when the fullbacks are bombing on, you know you can trust him to pick up the slack, to read the game, to sort of keep the back door shut while while those guys are going for it. And yeah, just been a been a credit credit to himself and a credit to the club for the time he's been here and sort of has deserved sort of every one of his 300 or so appearances he's made for the town.
5: Yeah, and, and and you know, that's you know, quite a slight. You know, you look at him, and he's you know, not perhaps the archetypal centre midfield for that defensive <coughs> midfield place, but hard, hard, hard man, hard player. Yeah, you know, doesn't, never really it, seen lose him his headers,
4: does he? No, no, no. Brave, good in the air, very brave.
5: hard. Yeah, and and you know, some of those tackles, you, you know, I remember you know, some seeing him, you know, literally last ditch tackles always well timed. You know, in Mac. Good player. I thought. I thought he could. He could have played a fullback actually, and there was talk of that. But you know, back then, what a few seasons ago, perhaps that uh, you know you'd have lost. You'd have lost. You know, would have would have missed him then from centre from his position in centre midfield. But yeah, good footballer, good pro. And um, yeah, and he, he talks really well. You know, you hear him interview. and He comes over really well, doesn't he? And I'm sure he'll go on to bigger and better things in in the game, probably.
3: Absolutely. So just dipping back into the Fleetwood game now, chaps. As the game didn't end 3-0, Mr. Wes Burns pulled back a decent goal for Fleetwood in the second half, which inevitably means everyone is saying we should sign him. Um he's hardly missed a game last 3 seasons, Joe. He's 26 and he just looks like a pretty direct winger. Is this the sort of I'm sorry for asking this question again because I've already asked this to Dave. Is this the sort of player we should be looking at buying or do you think it might just be that in a dead rubbery, he impressed today.
4: I've I've seen him a few times. He's always been quite impressive. I thought Barry Mackay down the oh, side was impressive yeah. as well. But <laughs> but then Mackay is somebody who's had chance at high levels and whatever reason doesn't cut it. He's he's flaky. He's he's a, he's nine, a, a nine out of ten one week, three out of ten the week after. He's, Swansea. A Swansea he's a Swansea player. Forest wasn't he? And yeah, he's a Swansea. He's player. one of those. But yeah, but Burns is someone that yeah he's he's a he's a good player at this level and he might be. Like I say it might be the sort of player you're looking at just to help you get out of this league, with, rather than ones to sort of push on with. And I th- yeah, I thought he, I thought he did well down there. D- he didn't sort of have his best game today, but Callum Connolly at the back, out of contract from Everton, he yeah. was someone that I know. I remember I, sp- I spoke to Cole Scuse about him once, and when he was on loan here, and he he was really Loved really him. impressed with him as a player, yeah. professional, yeah. as a young player, sort of really well disciplined performance, great positional ability, and. As someone that I think could, could do a good job in that holding midfield role for us.
3: Interesting. We, we will see. So one, one, we probably won't be seeing Keenan Bennett's again. He <laughs> suffered the indignity of being subbed off as a sub. And Caden Jackson also appeared for his, what will probably turn out to be his last game as well. Two players with plenty of pace, let down by decision-making and final product. Probably more so Bennett's, that is, Dave. Cheers, Bennett's. You... <laughs> Well, you, just,
5: you sort of shake your head, really, because, yeah. when, you know, certain times in the game, you'll sort of get control of the ball and he'll look, a real player will drop his shoulder and again, it's sort a of drifting field and drift past players. And you think, go on, go on. And then hes I don't think I've seen anyone with a worse final, well, other than once today, which he did, to be fair, <laughs> um, with a worse final ball or worse decision making in and around the box as Keenan Bennett. I mean, he's just, you know, he goes from looking a really good, decent, you know, League One whatever level player to a pub player at some times, Really odd, really weird. Really, he just hasn't really improved, odd. has he? In, in this low no, spell he, no. he hasn't
4: sort of seemed to have knocked off any of the but rough he, edges. He sort of but come but he in. He
5: looks like he could do it, you know, at times <clears throat> like I
4: said he just looks
5: go on, you know, doing Yeah, it. I bet he's
4: unreal in training. Oh he's he must unreal. Be
5: fantastic well, he yeah. Could, yeah. came imagine in the starts
4: in the row, didn't he? Yeah. You can
5: imagine a player like that in training, absolutely ripping it yeah. up. And you perhaps hit the nail on the head, it might just be purely a confidence thing, purely down to confidence, you know, and freezers, but I mean, if you can't, you know, behind closed doors well maybe that's what it is, you can hear the manager bellowing at him perhaps, that's what it is, I don't know but um, yeah, yeah, who knows how this season would have been with, with crowds there, God, I, blimey don't know. Some of the performances well, you showed actually
4: scored his only goal for us was in the Burton game where there was a crowd there. So uh, maybe, yeah. maybe he needed a crowd there. Oh, to was it? Was on. it a, yeah. There you go. There you well, go. The was goal, it, that yeah. night.
5: Yeah. yeah oh, so. was that cross? That was that like lazy cross that ended up in the far corner. No, yeah. no. It's it? a sort of nice. a right
4: right foot shot back across keeper. Really good finish. So yeah, maybe that's what he needed. This. Two fans. And I was thinking and the game. Game. There,
3: was an the own, there was an own goal where he, he, he did There's that. Obviously he so many, we, There's obviously been so many, we've goal. scored so many goals this <laughs> season, Dave, you can't be expected to remember all of them. <laughs> how can I remember them all in any great detail at all? Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> so 3-1 <laughs> three, three, was how it stayed. Uh, the season is over, everyone. And right. let's take a quick look at the other results because there was, there was a couple of games that had something riding Man. on. Um, so as you mentioned, Peterborough put four past Doncaster, 4-1 win for Peterborough them.
4: Peterborough Reserves put four past Doncaster. Yeah, yeah
3: I Reserves. think it
5: was. Yeah, I think so. Because I, I looked and see if Clark Harris No, he was nowhere to be seen, obviously.
3: So I'm sure Milton Keynes-Dons against Rochdale was a, a good game to watch. Milton Keynes, obviously, playing total football, lost 3-0 at home to free-scoring <laughs> Rochdale. Uh, Charlton beat Hull City 1-0. Portsmouth, this was the big one, wasn't it? Portsmouth. They were in pole position. They had Accrington Stanley at home, and I mean, so I follow a few Portsmouth fans on Twitter because I'm being where where I'm from and where I work. Like I, I come into contact with Portsmouth fans. They're quite a big club. I've seen tweets on popping up and it's thought that they were about Ipswich but they were literally about Portsmouth just get
4: rid of everybody get player, rid of yeah.
3: all of them and they've really let everyone down new managers come in and couldn't get a tune out of them etc etc so yeah they lost oh, one nil a, at home to Accrington
5: there's a player I I'd take I'd take that Ronan Curtis he's quite useful Ronan Curtis, quite like yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 quite like him uh,
4: yeah, yeah. I, that's a strange one Portsmouth, because I think when we saw the Cowleys go in there we thought they they could be the good appointment, and then they won the first four games. And yeah, then they got simply, the bounce.
5: Yeah, they did get the bounce. They really
4: really struggled. I I, I expected the Cowleys to get them in yep. there, but when you looked yep. at today's game, you thought Accrington at home. That is just that's probably not the team you want to play, is it? No. When you when you're at home because they're they on, are, they're
3: an honest team, aren't they? they yeah, it's, the, it's equivalent of um, us playing Crew in the in the playoffs at the end of the nineties, isn't it? You yeah. just knew it, just knew it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Sunderland drew one all against Northampton. I'm guessing that was Sunderland Reserves as well. Crewe beat Shrewsbury 3-2. Uh, Lincoln 0-0 at home to so Wimbledon. Gillingham beat Plymouth 1-0, but it wasn't enough to finish above it, switch this time. Stick that in St- your pipe, Steve Evans. <laughs> Swindon, who scored considerably more goals than us this season, I believe. Yeah. one-four-three 4-3 away at Wigan. Will Keane scored a couple for the hosts. Oxford, Powered into the playoffs on the final day with a four-nil win over Burton, who apparently were literally on the beak. in their in their flip-flops. Um and it blackpool the inform team in the country, probably. One-nil Incredible. win over Bristol Rovers. Incredible. So let's just bring up this final league table. It will cut us all out here. But <coughs> so there, there we are in ninth. Um oh, look at that. Got it back to zero. Well done, lads. Yeah, as it <laughs> got it back to zero. <laughs> How many? 46 goals was games,
4: it? 46 goals, 46 <laughs> conceded.
3: Yeah. Amazing. Wowzers. Just, look at that.
5: There oh my
4: word. Oh dear. Read let's never and, let's read, never look at that read. again. Will you see that on the table up there? Like Hull had a goal difference of plus forty-two. So they scored nearly as many more goals in the opposition as we scored in total. <laughs>
3: Yeah, and that's been the problem for a few years, isn't it, Joe? It, it, everyone's criticising these defenders, but actually, it's scoring goals that has, has been the problem for years.
5: I think I think it's more the creativity, isn't it?
4: Hmm. Yeah, I, I think um, since since we talk about the season when we finished seventh in the championship, I think the season after that when we finished sixteenth or seventeenth, and then when we finished twelfth after that, probably that the last the last so that's five seasons now where we just have struggled to score goals, and it was only. Under Mick, we had sort of he managed to bring in your sort of Tom Lawrence, your Martin Waghorn, your Joe Garner's, just Burst and Salinas, players like that that could score goals for themselves, create something out of nothing. But as a team, we have not been a good functioning attacking unit for a long time. And uh, I think sort of credit to Paul Cook in the last three games. I know the players playing without pressure, and but it, it does it does feel as though we've we're starting to look as what. I expected a Paul Cook team to look like full backs bombing on, creating chances. And yeah, the confidence is still lacking in front of goal. So we're not we're not taking all those chances. But it, it does feel like under Paul Cook next season, we aren't going to be a team that's scoring forty-six goals. We're going to be more like a team that's scoring eighty-six goals and forty-six goals.
3: Let's hope so. Fingers 70, crossed. 70, so
4: Seventy-six, maybe.
3: Seventy-six. <laughs> you come <laughs> back to your hundred points, hundred goals again, Joe. Yeah. Um, so let's go into the Twitter questions. And Sindra Ellison has a question here. I'm going to go to you for this one, Joe. No Lancaster in the squad for these last pointless mm. games. Does this mean he's done? Have you heard otherwise, Joe?
4: And um, he hasn't been in the under twenty-three squad for probably four, five, six weeks. So he he must be injured because I I don't okay. think I don't think he'd have been. He's not. He's obviously a, a very sort of good lad, nice guy. He's not somebody that you're just going to bin off for behaviour or something like that. So there, there's there must be a reason why he's not playing, and and that reason must be an injury. So I'm sure I'm sure that's where he is on that. He's still got another year on his contract. I'd be amazed if he's a player we're looking to pay up. at worst. you just keep hold of him and try and send him out on loan just in case he yeah. finds that form again, and you can try and get a fee for him at some point. But no, I'd I'd, I'd be very very surprised with Jack Lancaster. Is paid off if that makes sense. Okay, Dave Tim
3: Tim Pashley, will it be champagne or bud smashing on the bows of the yeah. <laughs> the launch of HMS Pista League in August? <laughs> Cheers for the season six. Looking forward to season seven, J- Dave. You'll be back for season seven, won't you? Smashing. Oh uh, well, you know, bottles you know of what? champagne.
5: I you know what I was thinking about this. Perhaps it is—it's a curse of Blue Monday podcast, isn't it? You know, we start—we started what was 15, 16 season. We started just as we got just as we went crap. So um, yeah, but Dave, yeah.
3: look, some podcasts only started this season. That's <laughs> good so. point. Good, good. We've point. had some good
5: days. <laughs> good point. Look, it's going to be a. Bloody hell, a seismic summer for Ipswich Town, isn't it? Goodness me, you know, new ownership, you know, such a you know, such an overhaul of players and stuff. Christ knows what the starting eleven will look like come come August. So um, yeah, it's ex- an exciting summer ahead, that's for sure. Yeah, looking looking forward to this summer, I think. Not not sorry to see the end of the back end of this season, but yeah, an exciting summer ahead, that's for sure.
3: You're looking forward to picking up the East Anglian on Tuesday morning to to read about what's happened so yeah i mean
5: yeah you can call it i don't know i, I think they're, they're the i think they're the, the the obvious ones there are some obvious ones there but you know perhaps none more obvious than mr hughes for instance but hmm. yeah see, so I, I just got a feeling. i don't know what joe thinks there might just be one maybe one maybe two sort of really sort of what those in there don't know we'll see we will see
3: uh, at run fat boy run joe asks has dobra done enough over the few games to be on the team sheet next season i was thinking about this during the first half do you think he's maybe got he's in with a shout of being a starter at the start
4: of next season i think he, i think he's in with a shout i think from sort of all we hear that paul cook wants a squad of about 20 20 players doesn't he sort of to, to work with he doesn't want a massive squad and when you look at the very top coaches in the game you. pep Guardiola, Jürgen Klopp's, those guys, they they only work with small squads of about 20 players and bring in youngsters as and when they need to. And I think Dobras has definitely done enough to be considered one of that 20 at the moment. And that's a that's a real, real sort of good piece of sort of play by yeah. him over the last last few weeks. He's shown the right desire, that right, sort of, he's got that fire in his belly, he's got that X factor. And he's, he's someone that's deservedly, sort of had a had a good run of games at the moment and yeah we'll, I'm sure he'll be in that 20 at the start of next season.
5: I think Joey's mm. just seems like he's he's matured a bit hasn't he as well seemingly you know his, mm. his overall play decision making is is just matured you know you, when you know when he played last season you know you, you could see he would run up Cody sacks, blind he still does to a degree but run up cul-de-sacs, blind alley and just perhaps not get his head up and but now he's he, he seems got a lot more maturity to his play. But He's another year older I guess.
3: Uh, the Mullet's question actually ties in with this quite nicely. Have we seen enough to think that next season's side can be built around players like Downs, Dezel and Dobra, Or should we be expecting, or should we expect to be spending Championship money this summer and relegating anyone who is staying to the bench? I think um,
4: I, just to you go have back, to keep a couple of them in, don't you? Yeah, just going back to Downs and Dezel, I thought those two were excellent today. I thought, yeah, as a midfield pair, and I thought they had such a great understanding. And it was something I talked yeah. about in last week's pod that. And they said, "Would Dazel be good enough?" And I just think that if him and Downs can play together, I think that you they've got such a good understanding with each other. Obviously, from their academy days, they've been playing together since they're nine years old, and they do just bring out the best in each other. And I, I was, yeah, I thought that was probably the biggest positive to come from today's performance. Look, the performance of those two, Wolf, Wolfie. He's he's not had a brilliant season, but I think the last two to three. Four to five games. He, he's starting to look better. He's still, he's still not quite right. But then he's playing alongside Mark McGinnis, and he's having to take a senior role. Like I think, I think everyone can agree. One of the key signings we're going to make is a sort of seasoned professional centre back, a sort of hopefully a left 28, 29 years old. That that sort of range of player, somebody who can come in and be the senior guy and the sort of main man at the back, and allow Wolfie to be the junior partner in it and focus on his game a bit more.
3: Yeah, let, let's hope so. Let's, let's hope there's some decent centre backs out there. Um and Cornish Mariner, I feel like you've you've actually answered that question for him, Joe, but I'll I'll go to Dave for it. Seven points from the last three games. Can we read anything into this about the cook recipe? What has been the most promising element? Dobra, bodies in the box, a fit Norwood, or the Downs to Zell partnership. So I think Joe I think all of the, the biggest, above. all of the above. <clears throat> yeah, I think so. Okay. Which is quite yep. it's quite nice to end the season with a, a little bit of glimmer of um Yeah, I think it's team. seeing
4: what the full backs can do as well. I thought I thought Kenlock played well again today. I thought he, did. And, he did I think him and Dizel have a really good understanding. They seem to yeah. play the ball well and I thought he started the game brilliantly with regards to sort of getting the ball forward that sort of that it was I think it was his ball into Edwards for the second goal Decent. and they worked Decent well about but the ball. He's yeah. decent
5: on the ball, Kenlock, isn't he? He's got a trick in him, Kenlock. I mean, he, mm-hmm. they fall for it every time. He's got that sort of little shoulder drop. He sort of drags, drags
4: it inside on his left foot. He yeah. I mean, very that's seldom loses a ball when he does that. He's a, a, because a, didn't he? was up against great. Burns and Mackay today. That was, a, yeah, that he did was right. a tough assignment he had there. And I, I thought he we did well. And I, I think we'd all be disappointed if we start the season with Kenlock as a left back. I think we're hoping to get someone maybe of Vincent Young's quality on that side. But I think he again proved that he's a is a very very good backup at this level. And yeah,
3: absolutely. And, and
4: and if and if yep. he has to play twenty games next season, I don't think anyone would. Like I say I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't fear him having to play twenty games next season. But I think, no. like I said, we do want. He's a good, a bit a good, more. cheap
3: standing, isn't he? Which is you, you do need players like that in a. Yeah, he played his hundredth
4: game for the club on Tuesday night as well. Yeah. So sort of good, sort of um, yeah. record for him.
3: Mm-hmm. Lovely stuff. So F- FPL tractor. Will hanging on to the end of the season mean we lose players we want to keep? Edwards? Question
4: mark. Gibbs? Question mark. There's been talk of the latter leaving. Have
3: you heard anything about Gibbs leaving, Joe?
4: No, not heard anything about that. I know there is Premier League interest in him, but I think the club feel that they're in the driving seat to get him to sign a new deal. But if if he doesn't, he doesn't. There's not there's not a huge amount you can do about it. If he goes, we'll be getting compensation for him because of his age and the fact we want to keep him. So hopefully he can lead the young blues to glory on Wednesday night.
5: Oh, brilliant. That's forward to that, And it's, it's on BT, isn't it? BT
4: sport. We're, yeah.
5: BT sport. Fantastic. Really enjoyed the first, the first leg. I mean, I'm sorry, the, the, the semi-final, um, only caught like the never ending extra time, extra time and stuff, but, um, really impressed with a few, the lad, the left foot, the wide left player really impressed me. Um, so Humphreys,
4: Humphreys Joe. Cameron Humphreys. Yeah.
5: What a, And what a delivery he's got. Um, I like Armin um, and I like the, um, I, like, I don't know his name, but the right back. Or I thought, hang on, that's Josh Emanuel. Why is Josh Emanuel <laughs> playing in our under 18s, for goodness sake? I mean, he's just a ringer for him, isn't he? Incredible. Um, really, really impressive right the way through the side. Absolutely. And obviously, you know, bag at the back, such a physical presence at that age. Um, yeah, it will be interesting. I mean, proper, I mean, Liverpool, bloody hell, this will be a real,
4: real test. Yeah, so this is, this nothing, is nothing a,
3: to a two-legged affair, Joe.
4: No, it's just one leg, one thigh. No, it's five. one leg and
3: it's at, yeah, it's at Portman Road. Wednesday and night, 6 o'clock. 6 o'clock.
4: Cook-off.
3: I think coverage starts at... I think it starts at 5 or 5.30. 5.30, I think, yeah. yeah. Lovely.
5: So definitely one to on, on BBC
4: Suffolk, BBC Suffolk as well. So it's a massive game. What a, a think game. Like, what like, thing. Brilliant. Like, we are mega underdogs in the game when you look at football and stuff like that. But it's only a game of football and we've got good players there. So... One-off yeah. game. We'll okay.
5: see. Yeah. Okay. Let's try and whiz through a couple of uh, the just other quick, questions. Just, sorry, Mike. Just quickly, on, Joe. Though. Was there any?
4: Were there any players missing from that first game that will come in? <laughs> um, or was I, I, that I pretty think, much the full side? I think that was pretty much it. There's a Xander Zizibar who was on the bench for a league game early in the season has been injured, but I can't, I, I don't know whether he's going to be back fit. It probably is going to come a bit quick for him. But if yeah. if you could get him back, that'd be a real a real bonus to get him back in the side. Okay,
3: it'll, it'll be back for the final, Dave. Don't worry about that. Yeah, it will be back. Of course, you will. So, uh, Will Airy asked, "How many of today's starting eleven would, will start our first league game next season?" He thinks a maximum of four. Probably agree with that. I'm I'm going to come out here and say, uh, Wolfenden, Downs, Norwood, Vincent Young didn't play today. I think no. maybe no, those four.
4: Maybe Dazelle, yeah.
3: Yeah, I don't know. I feel like central midfield is an area where we will definitely sign players, so mm. I think Dazelle might be the one to miss out because Downs <laughs> has Downs has probably outperformed Dazelle a little bit towards the end of the
4: towards the end of the season. I, no, I'd, I'd say the opposite. I, I think down I think Downs will be the one that stays in if if one does go. But I think Dazelle has outperformed Downs over the last few games. The last okay. two, I thought Downs played better, but I think the three or four before that, Downs had not had not been. What I'd expected of him. He's sort of he hadn't been up to his high standards that he sets why I think Diselle has sort of I think, cruised into it a bit there. But I think okay. I, I agree with you that if one is to go, I think Downs is the one that will stay.
5: I think you're probably right, John. I think it was a case of Dizelle perhaps landing on the ball and having perhaps much much more influence on the game higher up the pitch. I think that's perhaps what what it has been the last few games, perhaps. Hmm.
3: Okay, so the the last Twitter question of, of the season. <laughs> uh, comes from... <laughs> oh, we've got a couple, actually. Mark Rogers. Does anyone else feel bad for Matheson? Seemed really excited and proud to play for us and then just disappeared. <sighs> he always I... feel a bit bad for these players, don't you? But he's I mean, he's so young and he's going to go on and have a decent career, isn't he? It's hard to know what happened there, though, isn't it? Like no.
4: They <laughs> said, said he was injured a couple of times, didn't they? I presume, I presume he was, but it just seemed uh, a very strange situation like that he just was nowhere near it, was he? And... There must be, There must be more to it than what we're told, but you presume and you hope that more to it is just an injury and nothing untowards from either side.
5: Again, I just got the impression that, you know, he's obviously a good footballer there, but again, the rigours of League One, it just looked lightweight to me, very lightweight, mm. In the, considering, the you know, he's playing in that right-back position. You know, you know, compare him alongside to, like, Chambers, someone playing there today, you know, this sort of chalk and cheese. You know, obviously a very good footballer there, and I think you're right, he'll have a good career, but... Yeah, again, perhaps just this
3: needs a bit more development there. Indeed. I'm sure that I'm sure we'll see him at Portman Road again for a visiting side at some point. Ian Aitchison asks, will with the eagerly anticipated new arrivals at Ipswich and given the teams coming down next season as well as those that remain, will next season be easier or harder than this one, Dave? Because we've spoken all year about it being a poor division this year. Even if we strengthen in the summer, it's not necessarily going to be easier, is it? Well, it could have been even harder at one stage yesterday, and it
5: looked like Derby were heading <laughs> Derby <laughs> were heading down pretty much. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, start the season. Who knows? You know, I mean, the, the, the thing is with Ipswich, it'll just be the expectation level, won't it, next season? You know, with the with the new investment, with the new owners, no doubt, with the overhaul of players and the influx of new players coming in there. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's gonna be um it's gonna be good. It's some you know, Bolton coming back in the division, Sheffield Wednesday back in there, you know, some you know, some some big, you know, Charlton staying there. Um who knows, Sunderland may even, you know, may even remain there. Um so yeah, it's gonna be um it's this is as we said earlier on, it's a slog, isn't it? But there is some good there's some good some big teams there. Portsmouth remaining there, some big teams <coughs> remaining in that division. Yeah.
4: I think, I think the big. fact that we're, like I say, we, we, as bad as this season has been, and it feels like a total nadir for the club and sort of bottom them out, but we've only finished five points off the playoffs this season, which is mm. incredible when you look at it like that. Like, it, it does feel that as a club, we've, we've bottomed out. And I know there's been some frustrations this season. There's been some frustrations with Marcus Evans' ownerships, with Paul Lambert's management. But ultimately, without being sort of trying to sound too philosophical, everything happens for a reason. And we are now in a position which I think if you'd have, offered it to any Ipswich fans. We've got new owners that look like they are proper sports people. They're, they're investing in the right areas off pitch already, more so than Marcus Evans did in all this time. We've got a manager in who is, whos who has got a brilliant record at this level. We've got money to spend. We've got the opportunity to clear out the squad. It does feel that everything that's happened has led us to this position. Had we picked up a few more points and got in the top six, there was talk that Evans wasn't... He was sort of even right to the very end of the deal, wasn't quite sure whether he was going to sign it off or not. Because I think he's had that he felt there was still a sniff of the championship. And then he he did in the end. He did in the end sign it off when we dropped away from it a bit. So hopefully that everything that has happened has happened, like I say, for that reason, so that we can effectively kick on from here. And like I say, we we do feel as a club we're in probably the healthiest position we've been in for a long time. We could have just how how disappointed would this end of the season have felt? As we still had Marcus Evans as the owner, and it's all just it's all based on Paul Cook getting the deals done quickly, which we know we'd struggle with trying to get it in, and and then we've still got that millstone of Evans not investing off the pitch in the right way, even if he did on the pitch for this level. So yeah, I'm I'm really positive about where we go from here, and I'd say we've had to put up with a lot of rubbish to get to this point, but. It feels like we're we're ready to go again now.
5: Yeah, I, I think Great so. Stuff. I think the I think, you know, the fans and that biggest disappointment this year it was just it was just like groundhog day from last season, wasn't it? It just mirrored so much like last season, didn't it? Okay, last season again it, obviously the season the season finished, but the drop off, you know, being well again I think we were top well, roundabout
4: just, so such sept- a steeper drop off last sept- year, wasn't it?
5: September, October even even more so last year, but fairly similar, wasn't it? Where we were. We did start the season really well and we were up there and uh, top in what September, even maybe October, and then yeah, dropped off. So that's been the disappointment. But but no, can you imagine sitting here with Evans still in charge and okay, and Joe's right, you know, trying to scramble around get the deals done for freeze and um and, lo- and uh, Christ Almighty, more loans and stuff. So yeah, um close the door on this
3: season, I think, and and move on. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not before a, a couple of plugs here though dave um i'm gonna plug my 2000 2001 premier league season retrospective with matt holland please go and give that a watch on youtube if you haven't already joe's already mentioned the under 18s uh sorry the fa youth cup game for ipswich at home to liverpool one-legged game not two-legged Uh, In a couple of, actually on Tuesday, keep your eyes peeled on the Blue Monday channel because we've got a special interview coming along. So that's something to look forward to in the short term. Over the next few weeks, we'll be reviewing the second half of the season alongside Andy Warren and Graham Mack, as we did. uh, Joe, you did that with the first half of the season, didn't you? I'm sure there'll be many other shows during the summer as we discuss new kits, the fixtures, hopefully new signings. And, of course, Dave, England winning the Euros. Of course. Yeah, easily. Job done. Easily. What a summer. What a summer ahead. (laughs) Unbelievable. Brilliant stuff. So, Dave's already said he'll be back for Season 7. Joe, you'll be back as well. Is there anything either of you want to plug?
4: No, no. Just obviously, just again, the youth team game. It would be great to have as many people watch that as we can and sort of tweet about it and going from there. And just, like I say, just best of luck to the young blues there.
5: Yeah, I just want to say, you know, just going into seventh season, blimey, it sounds like a slog, but just thanks to all our followers, subscribers and everyone that sort of interacts and tweets in, you know, every week without those with, you know, we'll have a much, much shorter show. So, um, yeah, just thanks to thanks to everyone out there that continues
3: to support the podcast, really. Indeed. And thank you again to our sponsors, Favourite Chicken and Ribs as well. But, yeah, thank thank you everyone that's donated to the pod as well. I feel like at the end of this awful season, probably gonna say it's my least favourite season as an Ipswich town fan. It's probably only only right for Dave Diamond to have the final word if you can. That would have to be crap
0: Thanks for watching or listening to the Blue Monday podcast.
4: And thanks to those of you who have kindly supported the channel via ACAST or YouTube donations. You can follow us at the usual places on social media and don't forget to subscribe so that you get our new shows first.